segment is so early, which is totally okay. So we're going to start with him. Brett Ciancia up in Pennsylvania. Welcome in, sir. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. How See, he's a good practicing Catholic. I'm not. That's the difference in the two of us right now. He'll be <laughs> at Mass. I'll be talking about something regarding sports here, Brett. Unfortunately. Hey, it's all good, yeah. Thanks for squeezing me in early today. And, um, you know, uh, happy Mardi Gras. Anybody that celebrated yesterday, I know Blake coming on next. We'll be talking that up, I'm sure, down in Louisiana. So, uh, yeah, big week here. And um, thanks for having me on. You said you've started your research for the 23 season. You've looked at Georgia Tech. They ended up giving the job to Brent Key. Duke, Mike Elko had a fantastic year one. Tony Elliott at Virginia, not so much. And Brennan Armstrong is now at NC State. Devin Leary is now at Kentucky. It's uh, <laughs> If people lost track... That's the cliff notes. But anyways, jump on a few of those teams right there you've looked into. Yeah, so uh, I started my research, my deep dives on teams. I started out in the ACC Coastal, like you said. And, um, yeah, first thing that strikes me is the quarterback carousel. It's just crazy. Um, you hit on Virginia there. Their uh, all-time yardage leader, Brandon Armstrong, leaves. Um, they bring in Tony Musket from Monmouth, an FCS transfer. Um, down at Duke, they do have uh, Riley Leonard coming back. He was fantastic last year as a dual threat. Um, and at Georgia Tech, uh, longtime starter Jeff Sims, he transfers out to Nebraska, and they bring in Haynes King, a, a name familiar to SEC fans, the A&M quarterback, former five-star. Um, so he'll battle Zach Pyron, uh, incumbent there. But um, we'll start with the good, uh, and the good of it really was Duke. They were um, one of the best turnarounds I've seen in a long time when you think of how poor they played in 2021. You go through a coaching change, Mike Elko came in, fired up the fan base, and um, – you know, uh, hired two great coordinators, and they played competent ball, nine wins. And um, for a context, for historical context for Duke, that's just their third nine-win season since 1941. So uh, you got to go way back. Um, a special year there for Duke. Yeah, Elko, and look, I've always been a fan of his since he was at Wake Forest before he left for Notre Dame. They went to A&M, and Clark Lee with him to Notre Dame and then to Vanderbilt, but I didn't think he'd get much done at Duke in that first year. I mean, cut at the end, David Cutcliffe, things fell off pretty precipitously. And I think Elko, I know it's Duke, so it's not thought of in the football sense much. That was one of the stories, the surprise stories of the year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you look at them in 2021, it was one of the worst teams in America, not just Power 5 or the ACC. They were, they were pretty bad. Uh, and with generally the same roster, he really turned it around. Um, he won ACC Coach of the Year, I think deservingly so. I think on the national scale, when you think of turnarounds, it was probably it was definitely TCU was the, the, the biggest national story for a one-year turnaround. But right there behind him, I would, I would put Duke in there, and really under the radar, nine-win team. Um, Riley Leonard, uh, he got honorable mention for the ACC in a, in a deep quarterback conference. But uh, I interviewed Elko about a month after he got the job, and um, – one of the things he said that priority number one was was to reinvigorate, re, uh, you know, reconnect with the fans and the students. And at first I thought that was some coach speak, but he really backed it up. I mean, he, he moved where the student section was. He lifted some tailgate restrictions, so they turned it into like a festival atmosphere. And then this one really caught my eye. They printed 8,000 customized jerseys for all the student body. It took two weeks of uh, factories run 24-7. Really got the fans back involved, and um, they doubled their attendance. So, um, you know, that, that's part of the game, you know, that, that, you know, builds the program, builds it a place to be. So uh, I was impressed by that too, off the field. 
you have a lot of faith in Virginia getting fixed. So, yeah, we started with the good with Duke. Uh, let's go to some of the bads with Virginia. And um, this was a complete turnaround the other way, where uh, in 2021, UVA was all offense. They were pass-heavy. They were, you know, high-flying, gunslinging, a quarterback with Brennan Armstrong. They led, I think, all of Power 5 in passing yards per game, but the defense was weak. Then you flip the entire script here in 2022, where the offense really fell off. Uh, one of, if not the biggest offensive decline from 21 to 22, but the defense propped them up time after time. Uh, John Radzinski, a great defensive coordinator, hired there from Air Force. He got them playing some confident defense, but it just wasn't enough on offense to balance it out. So kind of the inverse of their 2021 team. Um, I think you saw a first-time head coach uh, with some in-game decisions that were kind of questionable. You know, the red zone, they turned it over a lot down there. A lot of jump passes. That, that I mean, you figure after the first time a jump pass doesn't work, you don't go back to it. Um, and then one specific punt play. They, you know, fourth and five on the 30-yard line, the other team's 30, and they punt it with their quarterback. It just didn't make sense a lot of times this season. So um, I think they have some growing pains there, and they're going to see pretty much a roster overhaul. Brett Ciancia with us, pick six previews. Looking into the ACC right now in his – studies i i thought brent key actually settled them down i'm not usually the biggest fan of guy gets run during the season an assistant takes over and you keep him of course they did that with Dabo sweeney but a lot of times it does not work out but they seem to unite and play better down in atlanta yeah that was like a light switch went off uh when jeff collins uh, stepped aside and brent key took over i mean uh, the overall team played better. They they knocked off a ranked Pitt team and a ranked UNC team. Essentially ended Drake May's Heisman bid. If you remember that towards the end of the year, they they beat UNC. Um, they started playing great defense without Collins there. Uh, allowed Andrew Thacker, a great coordinator, to really find his own, um, you know, find his own stride. And uh, yeah, it's it's a shame the timing of our call here because I do have a call lined up with Brent Key. Uh, I love talking to first time new head coaches. So um, I'll have some more insight for you uh, next time we talk. But um, I think from afar, yeah, he came in. He's a Georgia Tech alum. He uh, just refocused the program, got him playing solid football. And, um, yeah, they, they won some games. They, you would not have predicted that early on. So two ranked wins. It took uh, Jeff Collins three and a half years to get one. And uh, Brent Key does it in a couple games there. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to work out well. You have a guy that loves his alma mater, and it uh, seems like he wants to adjust a little bit to the modern game with the NIL and try and take advantage of Georgia's hotbed of recruiting. That's what I think, but I'm excited to talk to him and get his own words on that. Clemson, Florida State this year is at Clemson. Has Florida State come close, if not drawn even, with Clemson? I think so, and uh, this might sound crazy uh, because Clemson's kind of the established um, dynasty within the ACC and on the national stage, a perennial playoff contender, and we saw Florida State go through possibly their worst five-year stretch since before Bowden. So just to say that at, at, at uh, face value seems crazy. But when you look at it, I see it as one team has embraced the, the modern age with the transfer portal, and the other has not. And um, Clemson out-recruited them in, in, at the high school ranks for a couple years. But um, I think with Florida State, the way they've embraced the portal, they're just plugging in all conference players all over the place. Um, they did it last cycle. They did it again this cycle. And I don't have the specifics yet, but they're, they're coming up soon for me on my research. I just know they've been dominating in the transfer portal. I think they're the number two transfer class. So you saw them already close on the field last year. Now you supplement that with a great transfer cycle, and I think they're going to be uh, right there with Clemson. 
Brett Cianci with his Pick 6 previews. Talked about this a bit on Tuesday. Rule proposals that they are considering. And this is to speed up the game. At least that's what they tell us. After first downs, one proposal is don't stop the clock unless it's last two minutes of each half. Don't stop the clock after incompletions. Well, spot the ball, then start it back up. They say that speeds up the game. No untimed plays at the end of a quarter when, let's say, there's a defensive penalty and they go ahead and run an untimed play. They say, why not roll that to the next quarter and play it within the confines of the game? And back-to-back, let's say, icing the kicker timeouts. They're talking about doing away with that. Your thoughts on those? Well, I think in general, I don't like tinkering with the game. They do this every couple years. I just think, why are you messing with the product? Why are you messing with our sport? Um, We have a proven product that we all love. Let's just stop tinkering with it just for change's sake. Um, And also, it kind of reminds me of the economy at large, this, this inflation that we're going through where you get less of the product, but you pay the same or pay more. It's almost like, okay, we're going to take out five to ten snaps of actual football play from you, but I, I know they're going to make us sit there and watch the same amount of commercials, the same amount of uh, long TV breaks, the back-to-backs on kickoffs. So it's almost like, okay, you're, you're, you're tired of how long the games are. We'll take out ten plays, but we're going to add commercials in there. You're still going to sit there four hours. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, maybe the timeout thing uh, on icing the kicker is a little bit gadgety, but um, besides that, let's just stop, stop tinkering with it, you know? I'm with you, and we're used to the college game being the college game. The pro game has those type rules. Look, if you get behind in a college game, that's going to make it more tough down the stretch with the rules like that. It's going to make it more difficult. I don't really want to see that. Yeah, I like it how we have it. Um, the, the time stoppages we're used to. I mean, when you get a first down, it, it pauses until everyone's set. Um, you know, the incompletes thing, it's just its silly, I think, so – Let's just keep it how it is. If there's other parts of the game to change, that, that's the thing. If we were sitting here and everything about college football is perfect, then maybe you'd start to look at some things like this. But there's so many other bigger problems and issues um, that they could really try and tackle. But instead, they're looking into like little stoppages of the game clock here and there and shrink the game. It's just, you know, it doesn't surprise me anymore because that's kind of who's running the game right now. But just, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus on that stuff when there's so many other things to look at. But. Um, yeah, I, I like to keep in, keeping the game how it was. Brett Ciancia with us heading to Mass this morning. It's Ash Wednesday, and that's why he's with us early. He's with us every Wednesday. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, thanks again for having me a little early today. Um, it's picksixpreviews.com. Uh, that's for the annual season preview book coming out um, you know, every July. Uh, already hard at work on that. we got the ACC Coastal teams being worked on now. Uh, pick six previews on Twitter, though, until then. So uh, thanks again for having me. See you next week. See ya. Brett Ciancia.